What's up, everybody? Johnny English here with another episode of Broken Man Podcast. Thanks for joining in and listening, downloading, however you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it on Anchor or whether you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the download slash listen. Not everybody downloads. I get that. Sometimes you just listen right off the app itself. And you can, and you get basically the same thing. I mean, these days, uh, it you know, it, what's the point of downloading things to your phone when you have unlimited data plans and you can just listen to whatever app you have? So uh, anyway, that was a long thank you, but thank you. I know it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode, and I said, yeah, I'm going to start doing these on a regular basis again. Well, if, if you haven't noticed the pattern, um, the pattern is when I do one of these podcasts, and, and then I suddenly just come under spiritual attack, it's hard to explain unless you're actually going through it yourself. If you've never been through it, if you're happy-go-lucky and you've got family and you got friends you talk to every day and you um, you interact with people and you don't think about this stuff all the time and you've got things to distract you all the time, then you don't understand. You will never understand me. You're not me. I'm, oh, I'm weird. Okay, that's just all I can say. The one good thing about being weird is it actually reinforces my faith that I'm supposed to be doing something special for God. You know, I, I don't know what it is. It could be this podcast. I don't, I don't know. I would say a majority of people that believe are true, true believers, there's something different about you. And whether it is people just sense that there's something different about you or you just feel different. I think people are called to do different things for the kingdom of God. And until you get yourself under wraps, until you get your sin under control and start putting all your trust into God and stop running like I've been running my entire life, you know, when you're able to actually stop and accept this, this gift of salvation, and understand that you are good enough because of Jesus. You'll never be good enough without Jesus, but with Jesus, you will be good enough to do something for God. And I believe there's a lot of people being called right now as we get closer to uh, the end of days, until we get closer to the return of Jesus, you're going to start seeing and hearing and understanding things differently than you did in the past. And those that have been called to do something, to say something, to uh, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what it is, but that calling is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. The other side of that is um, the spiritual warfare is going to get harder and harder, and harder to fight. There's always two sides. And I can tell you personally 
being a believer is not easy at all. Being a believer carries a lot of weight. When you're telling people that, you know, whether you're witnessing, you're trying to tell somebody about the love of God, gave his only son Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins, don't tell people that it's easy to do that. You don't, don't, or don't tell people it's easy to believe that. It's because it, it, it insinuates that it's an easy lifestyle. Then all of a sudden, you become a Christian and your life's going to get so much easier because it's not, especially in these end times. And we are in the end times. Make no mistake about it. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know, people that have job, have, you know, have a career and they have the home that they want, they got the cars they wanted, and they're having, you know, they got friends and they hang out and and uh, they're putting their kids through college and everything's looking good and rosy and everything's so wonderful in their life. And even though they say they are looking forward to the return of Jesus, a lot of times they're really not. I mean. They don't want to. Uh, they they're they're in that place where they 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 want to keep living. They just want to live, grow old, and die, and then then be with Jesus. They don't want they don't want their life to be interrupted, in a sense. And it doesn't mean that they're not Christian. It just means that they are of the world more than they are of God. And we all get wrapped up in that. We all get wrapped up in the world. And that's one of the things that the Bible tells us not to do is do not be of the world. We're not supposed to be. We don't belong in this world. Do you understand that? I don't belong in this world. I felt so disconnected over the last, since I did, honestly, since I did the last podcast back in January, the end of January. I felt so disconnected from everybody and everything. And in my entire life, I sit down and I thought about it. Really, my entire life, I've I've been disconnected and, and never really connected with anyone. Even the ones that I thought I was connected to, I really wasn't. I was always different. I was always just the odd man out. And I tried so hard to fit in with this world, and I can't do it. I just can't. Whether it's relationships, whether it's uh, you know friendships, or with the uh, with women, or uh, careers, or anything, I've just never felt connected. I don't have that best friend or friends. Then in my mind, best friends act like, like, um, you're always talking, you always have something to talk about and you don't really get bored with each other and you hang out a lot. And, you know, uh, as far as relationships with women, when I look back, yeah, I've had things in common with some of the, you know, the marriages and, and 
you know, my very, very first love, you know, and all that. We had connections, but um, there's really no one, no one woman that I can sit there and say that the relationship was so strong that, that, you know, we, we always wanted to be around each other. I mean, and I mean, past that initial that, you know, you know how everybody is, you know how you are when you first meet somebody and you're, you're always kind of hanging out and you're always thinking about each other and all you, but I'm talking about once that wears off because it does wear off. I'm sorry if that offends you or if that, you know, I got news for you. It wears off. It doesn't mean you don't love the person. It just means the initial, that initial part of the relationship just kind of evens out. You've got that big burst. It's kind of like a, you know, that first few months or couple of years or whatever is like a sprint. You're putting out all kinds of effort and you're just da da da, and then it turns into a marathon. Then you got to slow down and you got to, you know, that's just the way it is. That's just the way life is, you know, and and. The people, you know, I've know I've known people that have been together for years and years and years, and 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 it amazes me that to this day there's still people, you know, a little younger than me that are still they've got 30, 40 year relationships. I guess probably about 30 year or so. And it is it is amazing to even see that anymore because you usually you don't you just it's very hard to come by. But I've just, I've always felt disconnected. I'm different. And I know there's got to be a lot out there, a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Well, one of the reasons it might be that you're different is the fact that you're being called to, to do something for God. You've ignored that call for all these years. You've tried to replace God with other things and other people. And it just never worked out. You tried to be of this world instead of God. You tried to do what the world expected of you, or you tried to impress the world, not God. And and I think in, in my case, I've been running from God for so long that I, I just lost track. And then when I would come back, and then the spiritual, I, I just think I've been under such spiritual attack the last few years. And I know there's a lot of other people out there just like me. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast is I want you to know you're not alone. And there's even people that are in good relationships or in long-term relationships or uh, are still, ha- you know, have friends and stuff like that and, and can still feel disconnected. That you're just going through the motions. You're just trying to keep up appearances, keep up with the Joneses. And you still feel disconnected. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. There's a bunch of us out there. I'm not 100% sure what my calling is or was or is or, uh, you know, I have no idea. It could be this podcast. I could have been called to preach. I've had this thing in my head that I could have been called to preach a few years ago. When my kids were little and we lived uh, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and things were going good. And and uh, I was I felt so close to God. You know, I felt really, really close to God. 
And I, you know, had this feeling that, you know, I, I thought I, maybe I should be a preacher at some point, but I just, I didn't feel worthy. I don't feel, I still don't. And I, I feel less worthy now than I did then. I didn't learn God's word and, and, uh, amongst other things, but I've had that urge. Like I've had the urge to do that. I remember one day after church, I just had this urge to go right around the corner from our church, like literally on the next block is where all the homeless people hang out. That's where they all kind of group together and, you know, you'll have their little tents set up and stuff like that. Now, obviously Amarillo's not that big, so it's not like LA or, you know, San Francisco or, even Albuquerque, you know, there's there's not as many homeless here as there is there, but that's uh, still where they all hang out. That's where they all congregate, I guess you could say. And I've driven by there after church. Uh, if I make the left turn and go around, on um, because actually I've been kind of looking for that uh, that lady that I talked to, that homeless lady I talked to a while back. And I've been seeing, I was trying to see if I could find her to see how she was doing. I haven't talked to her since then. That's the only time I got to talk to her. And I wanted to see how she's doing and see if she's out there. I didn't see her, but I seen a bunch of other people. And I just had the urge one day. I was like, maybe I should go over there and start a conversation. Just start talking. I I mean, I imagine myself standing on a table preaching, you know. But then I think... Whenever I got that first urge about preaching or anything like that, I thought, well, maybe it's just my ego. That's my ego talking. I just want the attention. I just want to be the attention of, you know, a group of people and blah, blah, blah. But that's what Satan does. He throws stuff like that in your way. He throws those roadblocks in there and tells you, nah, that ain't, that's not what God wants you to do. But that's your, you're not worthy for one. Number two, it's just your ego. You just want to stroke your own ego and, you know, and, and a, a host of other things. You'd rather be doing this. You'd rather be taking pictures. You'd rather be a photographer. You'd rather be watching YouTube videos. You'd rather be making YouTube videos. You'd rather be doing YouTube live with friends and cutting up and making dumb jokes. You'd rather be doing anything but reading the word of God and preaching it to some people or doing a podcast after reading the word of God and and trying to explain it to people. And that's what I've been through the last few months. And it's gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. The, uh, the fight has, has gotten worse on many levels. And I, every, you know, day, every day I feel ashamed. I feel, disconnected. I feel like I don't belong here. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. And home is with God. I just don't belong here. I don't, uh, I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good husband or boyfriend or any of that. The only thing that I long for is Jesus to come back. That's what I want to happen. Anything of this world, I just, I, it just, everything disgusts me. 
Uh, I, I have no desire whatsoever. And I've tried to mask it and I've tried to take up, you know, I took up photography and, and, uh, started going to church again. And, you know, even the, the church here, uh, we had a meeting and, you know, they're talking to me about, Hey, we want to add some video cameras to the sermons and, you know, we want you to have, you know, kind of control it, kind of take care of it. And I don't know, I don't know anything about video. Like I know very, very little about video. And, you know, what I was sitting there thinking while we're having this conversation is, man, you guys seem to be having more concern about the production quality instead of the product. And and I don't mean that. That sounds kind of sounds kind of rough. But I'm sorry, that's what was going through my head. I'm sitting there thinking. Do you guys not see that the end of time that we're literally at the in the end days? You know, and it's like it's it's we're worried about uh people, how many people are watching and how many people are coming to church and you know, we're worried about all this other stuff and and but but what's being preached is not, you know, I'm I don't get why not every like every Christian church how they can't be going nuts right now. And, and pointing out that, hey, we're in the last days here. I feel urgent. Like every day, I feel urgent. I feel, I feel the urgency, and, and, and I, feel, um, I feel what's coming, you know? And, and it's, how is no one else feeling this? And you don't have to be screaming at people in a church service or uh, anything like that, you know, like the old... Uh, you know, hell and fire and brimstone preachers back in the day, even though they've got some, <laughs> they have some relevance to them. I mean, in a sense, you know, they were a little, little outlandish, a little crazy sometimes with it because you do have to show that love. You've got, you've got to show that they're God's love. God loves you and you don't necessarily want to scare people, but you kind of do. I mean, it, it's, it's a scary situation. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want other people to go to hell. It's going to be full. It's going to be a full house, unfortunately, and it's it, it's sad. But I I just feel like there's an urgency and there's things that we need to um, tell people and 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 maybe explain to people. And I just I'm I'm I feel weird worrying about video cameras and how this video setup's going to go. And we shot some ideas back and forth, you know, about how to grow the church and, you know, and I, and I'm more than happy to help do stuff like that, but I don't know how to do that. I, I, you know, I was looking at, I'll follow you. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. You need me to switch cameras and do this and that and the other, but to have complete control over the whole thing is like, that's a little much. And I'm just not worried. I'm worried about people's souls. I'm worried about um, people hearing the word of God. And I know that's part of it is you got to, these days you have to put on some sort of production in order to get people to watch, which is unfortunate. It really is unfortunate, but I'm just, I'm, I'm worried. I don't want to get too wrapped up in the behind the scenes stuff 
when I just don't feel like that's what God's calling me to do. And I'm not saying that I would be better than anyone else, especially at that church or anything or anywhere at preaching or at uh, telling people about the Word of God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's just an urgency. I just feel like there's this weird, and I know I'm going to say urgency a million times in this podcast, and I apologize, but I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of another word that describes it better. Urgency describes it to a T. There's just this, you know, this need to get this out to people and, and make them understand that it's now or never. If you're going to accept Jesus, you better do it, and you better do it quick. You do not know. Even, even putting aside everything that's been going on, you don't know when your last breath is going to be. You could walk out of your door, get in your vehicle, go down the street, and down the street get T-boned by a, a Ford F-350, and it just completely drives through your car, and you're killed instantly. And if you didn't accept Christ before that happened, you're going to hell. You will not make it into heaven. And it sounds harsh and it sounds um it sounds bad when it comes out of my mouth. When you say people are going to go to hell. But it's the truth. You have to take the Bible for the entire book that it is. You can't pick and choose what you decide is good and which one is which section is bad. Uh, we don't want to talk about hell. No, no, no. We don't. We won't talk about God's love. We don't want to talk about hell. Well, that's how these groups like Joel Osteen and Joyce Meyer and all these these uh, mega pastors and all these new age preachers. That's what they. That's how they got started is they don't want to scare people. They don't want to talk about hell. They don't want to talk about God's wrath. They only want to talk about God's love. And then they just kind of branched into uh, name it and claim it. You deserve that new house. You deserve that new car. You can be God. You can be a God. No, you cannot. And neither can they. They think they are, but they're going to be sadly mistaken. We all have to stand before God on Judgment Day. And whether your name's in the book of life or whether it's not, you still are going to see just how bad of a sinner you really were. You're going to have to recount. It's just, it's just not going to be used against you. You're still going to make it into heaven because you believed. Because Jesus died for those sins. But those people out there that thought that they were gods and that they could, and and in some cases, some areas of their life, they were able to change. Whether it be through magic, magic's real. I hate to tell you, it is real. You know, all the black magic and all that crap. It, It is real. It's very real. The mysticism and everything, it's all real. They, they've been using that stuff against us for years and years and years. There's so many things I could go through. It would take 20 podcasts, about two hours apiece, 
in order to go through all the mystical stuff and all the uh, stuff that's been labeled as conspiracy and all that, that they've been using against us with television and, you know, movies and music. And I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on and on. We've all been captured by it. I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else. We've all been captured by it. We've all been buffaloed. We've all been fooled. That's just the way it is. But it would take forever to sit there and go through every single little thing. You can't dwell on that stuff, but you have to be make people aware that they are being fooled, that they are accepting things that they shouldn't be accepting. But this whole disconnect, I know I've gotten off track, but this whole disconnect for me personally has been just a constant, solid spiritual warfare. I didn't even go to church today. I overslept, and and I just, uh, I mean, I woke up super early, like 4.30 in the morning, and then I edited some photos, and then it was getting, you know, within a couple hours of trial, just lay down for a little bit, and I had this dream while I was during the nap. I had this dream. I've seen the evil that has been on my back. And I I had this dream that this creepy man had his arm around my neck from behind. And he was somehow holding me. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't even, I could barely even move at all. And he was just breathing, right? It was like a creepy old dude, like a creepy molestation type dream. It, it was it's just really creepy. And sure enough, I overslept and didn't go to church. So now I know I've seen the evil that's on my back. That's just right there. Just you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough, you know, just right there in my ear. Uh, Go ahead and watch that porn. You'll be okay. Look at those women, scantily clad women. Hover over that page for a little longer. And what I've been doing for the last week or two, well, probably the last week, Whenever I would get these temptations, when my, when my my addiction, my sexual addiction would start creeping back in or anything else, anything else to do with that, I would just start reciting the name of Jesus over and over and over. And guess what? It went away. You know why? Because the name of Jesus is the most powerful weapon that you could ever use in any situation. The word of God is the most powerful thing you can use to fight these demons that are on your back. Jesus is the word. Remember that. So that had been, it's been working quite well. 
actually, over the last week or so. It's been working really good. It's helping me fight a lot of things. I still feel disconnected. I still have, I still don't feel worthy. I still don't feel like I I deserve to even be talking to anyone about God or Jesus. And I'm hoping that eventually that goes away. I don't think it'll ever go away, but I hope eventually just the Holy Spirit will, will, you know, help me get through all that. That God is going to help me. I know he will. But there's just these things that I have to work through first. I have to, I, you know, I've been on this journey of understanding just how bad of a person I've been and how bad of a friend and how bad of a husband and, you know, all these different things over the years, just how bad of a sinner I've been. And I used to, I've thought all this time I wasn't that bad of a person, but I really was. Because I looked in the mirror, I stared in the mirror. And I do not like what I've seen. But at least now I've got this idea, this demon that's been on my back that has something to do with my addictions. Now I've seen it. He made the mistake of rearing his ugly head in one of my dreams, and now I'll never forget it. And I'm going to keep saying the name of Jesus over and over and over anytime I get you know, any, anytime anything like that hits me, that's what I'm going to do. Because it's the only thing that works. And I'm slowly making my way out of this. Only because of God. And you too can escape. But only with God. You can't do it yourself. Your friends can't do it for you. Your family can't do it for you. You can distract yourself with friends, family, and whatever, life in general. But only God, only Jesus can get you through. And I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm slowly, I think, coming around to the point where I can start doing things for God and feeling really good about it. I mean, I feel good when I do, even when I do a podcast, I feel pretty good about it. And if only two people listen to it, you know, if they got something out of it, I'm good with that. But I'm hopefully coming to the point where I'm going to get bold enough that the Holy Spirit is just going to, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit take over. And I'm just going to do what the Holy Spirit has been asking me to do. And whatever it is, without questioning it, that's my problem. I always question it. And I always think I'm not good enough. I'm not, there's no way I'm not doing that. I'll just be behind the scenes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't think that's where I need to be. For whatever reason, and I'm not, see, I'm, I already sound egotistical to myself. I sound like I'm being egotistical just by saying any of this stuff. And hopefully that goes away. Hopefully the boldness from God comes through. And hopefully the doubt goes away. So pray for me. Pray that I can get that boldness and finally learn the word of God, preach the word of God. Because you probably heard me say on these, I'm not a preacher. 
I've said that I don't know how many times over the years. I'm not a preacher. And maybe that's not what it's supposed to be, but I'm just, from now, I'm, I'm coming to the point to where I can finally just listen and do what God wants me to do without thinking about it. Just do what he wants me to do. Don't think about it. And trust that God's going to have it all worked out. I already know he protects me on a daily basis. He's done it all of my life. My life has worked out the way it's worked out. You know, most of it based off my decisions, but God has always bailed me out of those bad decisions. For some reason, I don't deserve it. I'm not a good person. I don't feel good about myself. I hate my health situation. I hate my body. I hate everything about myself, but I love God. I love Jesus, and I know eventually I'm going to get to the point where I can do whatever it is he wants me to do, and you can do the exact same thing. It's time to step up and be bold. It's time to step up, stop speaking quietly and softly, Stop being nice and talking only about God's love. Start being bold. Start explaining to people God's wrath is coming. It's coming quick. And over the next few weeks, what I want to try to do, that was the other part I wanted to talk about, even though I got off track and I got rambling and all that, and I don't even know how good this sounds at all because I did. I had something different in mind. On this for this podcast, I actually had a you know I had these two points I wanted to make, and I've completely done gone through this, and I I don't even think I've done one point that I wanted to make, which that's uh, that stinks. But I will I will touch on one. So if we go to Matthew chapter twenty four, um, the disciples asked Jesus. Um, let's see, we go chapter 24, verse three. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? Now we're talking about the end of days. Uh, oh, there is two things. I can, I can cover both of these real quick before I end this. So the first one we're going to talk about, we'll put that one aside. We'll do that one next. Uh, the first one real quick, I wanted to talk about it in chapters one and two. Um, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to uh, show him the buildings of the temple. And remember, this is the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. It's talking about the destruction of the temple. I just watched a documentary about the temple the third temple being built. And um, all this time, the the Jews of Israel, they've been going to the Wailing Wall saying that that was a partial remnant of the last temple. Jesus himself said, there shall not be left here one stone upon another, which means there is no wall left. The documentary 
is saying that the actual temple was in the city of David, not on the Temple Mount, which is just down the road. And the way the river runs through, and they had aquifers dug to go inside, so it, it, it would allow for the slaughtering of many animals, or the other, I should say the sacrifice of many animals. They had to drain the blood somewhere. So it all works out. Logistically, it makes sense that the temple was actually in the city of David. So that they're saying that's where the third temple is going to be built. Because if you guys remember, uh, all the talk about the third temple being built on the Temple Mount, uh, they're saying that would start, you know, that would be, they would never allow that to happen because that is where the mosque is. That's where the Muslims, uh, their holy site is as well. So uh, it makes sense that there's some sort of an agreement made and they say, okay, well, fine, we'll, be, we'll build the uh, third temple in the city of David next door. And then everybody will be happy. You see what I'm saying? That sounds to me, that makes more sense than them fighting over the Temple Mount until they you know, allow them to build a temple there. So that's one thing. Go look that. I can't remember the name of the, the documentary, but if you look it up, um, I want to say it was on YouTube, but it's something about the third temple on the city of David. If you just, if you just put that in the search engine, YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the internet. So just type in uh, third temple city of David and, and it should come up, but definitely go watch that. Cause I think that that definitely opened my eyes as far as that goes. So number two, the other thing I wanted to get to before I started rambling on um, was the chapter three and four. Well, really uh, chapters three goes on for a while. There's, there's some things here. Let's see. Chapter three, four, five, six, and seven. Okay. So we'll go to chapter. We'll go to verse eight. Did I say chapters? I mean, verses. Verses, uh, verse 7, For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. What I want to do over the next few weeks is I want to prove to you that that is coming true, that that is happening. And remember, uh, if you go to verse 6, it says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. We Obviously, that's been going on for years. Uh, See that ye not be troubled, for all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. These are the growing pain. These are the uh, birth pangs, I should say. So Jesus kind of lays it out as a woman, a pregnant woman that's about to give birth and all the pain that's leading up to that final thing, the, the baby coming out, you know, the birth. What we're going through here, folks, is, is, is the, the birth pains. What we're going through and it's slowly been building. And the way Jesus describes it is it just gets in more, uh, more frequent. It gets a little worse each time. And it just, it's just, you know, one right after another. And as the, the closer we get to the return of Jesus, the closer to we get to the rapture uh, and the tribulation and all that, all of these things are going to speed up. They're going to see a bigger, broader, uh, area and, we, and diseases. Obviously, you see what we're going through right now with COVID. 
Um, but this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And just the beginning has been going on for hundreds of years. And I want to prove that to you. I'm, I'm What I'm going to do is I'm going to look up all these different things over the last, I would say, I'm going to go back as far as I can go. I mean, I'll go back as far as Google will allow me to go. As, as far back as I can find information. So in the coming weeks, we're going to hit, hit these things. Uh, I may only, you know, depending on the information that I can find, it may only be one or two things per episode, but uh, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Now, the kingdoms and the nations, if you think about it, the kingdoms are going to be the big, you know, I would say the kingdoms are the big, uh, like China, Russia, United States type, you know, that type of uh, big kingdom sort of thing. Nation against nation are going to be the smaller countries, you know, that are fighting. But uh, I'm, I want to go back. I'm, I'm, each one I'm going to try to hit. I want to prove to you that the famines, the pestilences, which is disease, uh, and the earthquakes in diverse places, earthquakes. I've seen a chart on earthquakes over the last hundred years. It is mind-blowing. So I'm going to try to get all that information. And so over the coming weeks, I want to, you know, you know, kind of touch on one or two of each on each episode, because you need to understand that we are getting very close. We are getting exceptionally close. We are living in crazy times right now. And it's actually an amazing time to be alive. It's an amazing time to be a follower of Christ because we're actually seeing the Bible come true right before our very eyes. Unfortunately, no matter how much evidence is proven, how, mu how much is out there and how much you can show people that this is happening, they're still hating God and they're still, they still will never accept Christ. And that's something you're going to have to accept. That's something that we're going to have to deal with. It's going to be hard. It's going to be bad. All people that just will not accept Jesus in any way, shape, or form. People you love. But you can't do anything about it. It's just the way it is. And it sucks. I have people in my life like, like that, and it breaks my heart. But right now, our eyes need to be on Jesus. Not on relationships, not on money or careers or houses and cars, games and whatever. Our eyes need to be on Jesus because he's coming soon. And we don't know when. Anybody that tells you different, they're lying to you. We do not know when. But Jesus did tell us what to expect. And, and how to tell when things are getting real close. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, hopefully, I can get this done, this little project done over the next coming, I'd say, two. It should, I would say, take at least three episodes to go through all this information. Uh, and I'll do my best to get them out to you as soon as possible. So, uh, thanks for all the support, and uh, just pray for me. 
Um, I try to pray for as many people as I can when I do. There's a lot of times I don't feel worthy of praying at all. But I'm trying to get myself out of that. I'm trying to just uh, just ignore that feeling and pray anyway. You know, so uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, I got to change this intro, intro and outro music <laughs> at some point. This is just music that was loaded on the board. It's probably copyrighted. Who knows? Uh, but I do appreciate each and every one of you and, and love you all. And uh, I try to, I'll pray for you guys and gals and uh, you guys pray for me. We'll get through this together. Hopefully someday we'll all meet in heaven and be able to, uh, well, there won't be any sorrow. There won't be any need to even worry about stuff that happened in the past. We're just going to be able to love God and praise him and enjoy eternity with Jesus. Man, that's going to be an awesome time. Don't you think? 